welcome to Life on the Brink, a lovely little place filled with inspiration and creativity that is dedicated to enjoying life one day at a time. I'm Anna, and together we're exploring the beautiful things in this world that fascinate us, and often discovering something new. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 69 of Life on the Brink. Hello. I hope you're doing well. I hope that the start to October has been lovely. I can't believe it's October. Like, September went, it's gone. And now it is one of the best months of the year, in my opinion. Oh, I hope you had a a very nice October 3rd. Happy Mean Girls Day. (laughs) I did not wear pink, but I did watch the movie. Also, I just recently found out this week that October is National Pasta Month. So that's becoming a priority immediately. (laughs) I have had quite an eventful but lovely start to October. Um, As many of you will know, at the time that this is uh, being released, Hurricane Ian has just come through. Um, the Caribbean and the Southeast, and it was it was not nearly as um, extreme where I live. I'm in Virginia, and uh, Josh and I lost power for about 24 hours, but many people that I know didn't even lose power. There's just been a little bit of flooding because we're right on the coast, but um, my heart goes out to all of those in Florida, um, in Puerto Rico, and... Um, my prayers are with you. So as I said, it was kind of a whirlwind um, going into October, but now we're settling into it. It is, uh, now that the, the hurricanes come through, there's a nice cold front that came with it, and it's downright chilly at this point. It is almost time to unveil one of my <laughs> proudest achievements in the past year, which is... Um, I've been, I think I've mentioned it before, I've been crocheting slowly a scarf for myself that is a Ravenclaw (laughs) scarf. I can uh, link the tutorial in the show notes if you like, but um, I haven't worn it out yet because I finally finished it, like, I don't know, just a couple months ago. I've been working on it forever and it's just about time. It is almost chilly enough for me to bring out this scarf and live my full Ravenclaw life. So if you haven't already, (laughs) go ahead and make yourself a cup of tea. Today we're getting very cozy, extremely cozy for this episode. So even if you don't always make a cup of tea, today would be a good day to do it. I am back on that um, Queen's Jubilee, the tea that Harney and Sons released to commemorate her uh, Platinum Jubilee. May she rest in peace. God save the king. It's basically a Earl Grey with lavender in it and it's oh so good. All right, so let me get into a little bit of what this episode is going to entail because um if you've read the title and you're a little bit skeptical, let's just let me just explain. <laughs> I am totally fine with waiting until post Thanksgiving to celebrate Christmas time. I'm not going to push it. I understand people get uh, stressed out and Cracker Barrel when you see all of the Christmassy stuff in like August, you know, 
And I don't go full blown Christmas until the day after Thanksgiving, whenever that falls. And I feel like if you agree with that, if you're in that same camp, you may be a bit skeptical about this episode, but trust me. And if you're in the other camp and you're like, yes, full on Christmas, let's go, then you're already on board anyway. (laughs) I have been thinking about this year's schedule. This is how this episode came to be because I know some of the busiest months for me are always October and December. And I feel like that may be the case with a lot of people, especially December. So I was thinking about how I can help out future Anna because I love Christmas time. I love the month of December. It's so special, but it's also packed, you know? There's so much on top of the normal amount of stuff that we do. So I thought, okay, what can I do now to maybe alleviate some of that pressure, some of the stress and the busyness so that I can enjoy that special time of year even more? So of course, I'm going to talk about, you know, relieving holiday stress during the holiday season, but this is sort of a a precursor to that. I'm making it a two-part series, in fact, because this episode is about planning ahead, and I can't very well talk about that when it's too late to plan ahead. You're just planning at that point, which is fine, (laughs) but I'm just sort of thinking about how to make it even less stressful. So today I'm just going to share a little bit of what I have already been doing that has made Christmas time more enjoyable. But then also there's a couple of things that I'm going to try. One thing that I'm really excited about to make it even less stressful and enjoyable to let this whole process be enjoyable because there is some there are some things that we can do to plan, to prep that can still be lovely if you isolate each task. It is actually enjoyable when you have to do them all at once. It can be stressful. So I'm going to focus on two main areas um, that I believe are, at least for me, they occupy a lot of space in my brain and can be stressful, potentially. And those two areas are gift giving and like event planning and like calendar. (laughs) So allow me to give a disclaimer. Obviously, neither one of those things are in any way the true meaning of Christmas. If you need a reminder, go ahead and watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special and Linus will teach us all again. It's a beautiful annual reminder of God's love for us. So like step one, get that, get that out of the way. And then uh, also this is not, there's a chance, I guess, that someone could listen to this and become more stressed and think, "Ugh, I'm not on top of things. That's not the goal of this episode for me or for anyone who listens to this, because I think perhaps the most, the thing that causes the most stress is holding up the reality of any particular Christmas season to an ideal, either a memory of a past uh, Christmas season or an ideal that doesn't exist. And that is only a thief of joy, really. So I'm not suggesting we be super people and just make it the perfect or quote unquote perfect Christmas. That's not the goal. It's just so that when December comes around, when when Thanksgiving comes to a close, we can enjoy that month 
all the more. We're just spreading out the, um, the more task oriented portions of Christmas. Also, as I'm going to start talking about like gift giving, um, ideas, gift, uh, giving gifts does not have to be it. Like it can be different for every person and every family. So let that inform your decisions. I've mentioned it in the past, how I, I too can become rather Charlie Brownie about, um, the commercialization of Christmas. And I think if you are rooted in the true meaning of Christmas, then it becomes much easier to simply enjoy the tradition of gift giving as I do. And I don't like the feeling that I'm just checking people off of a list. However, we are going to talk about lists today. (laughs) But effectually, we are making more room to be more thoughtful. Because it's my goal in giving gifts to my loved ones to make them feel special, to feel loved with gifts that are unique and thoughtful. So actually, scheduling time to be thoughtful can be incredibly effective. (laughs) And that process brings me great joy, being able to give to others. But whatever your uh, social or family situation, whatever your budget, like make this for you. Okay. So now I think we've got all of our like baselines covered and disclaimers out of the way. So now let's talk about the two main areas of this episode. First with gift giving, let's keep on the subject. So I think the most important way that you can start, this is something that I have done in years past And that is to keep a list and set a budget. Now, uh, personally, I have, for the past couple of years, been not really setting a budget, but recording a budget. Anything that is gift-giving related, uh, any purchases, I log in a separate, um, I just, I keep it in my journal, really, so that Perhaps this year we'll be able to actually set a budget, me and Josh, that is based on years prior and then taking into consideration new people and new um, income and whatnot. I know that um, many people sort of set aside money throughout the year to uh, just sort of have a little pocket of Christmas money. I think that is also a great way to go about it. Um, But at the very least, I keep a list. It's actually in the back of my journal and it becomes a list probably around April or May or something. And I have a list of everyone that I am thinking will be, you know, they're on my list to get a gift. And then I'll have one page for gift ideas. Just as I hear about things, as I think of things, I write them down. A second list for things that have actually been purchased. And then you can also catalog how much they are if you'd like to. And then a third list that's much smaller for (laughs) stockings. Now I have a very large family and I love that. And I have many friends that I love dearly. And so the, the list is quite long, but as I said, whatever the traditions are or whatever is, uh, you know, good for you and your budget and your family go with that. (laughs) So that's step one, make a list and set a budget. And you know, if you're a, uh, more of a 
technologically in, uh, inclined person, you can make this into a spreadsheet. Josh, <laughs> Josh was very uh, excited about it this year and said, let's make it into a spreadsheet. I said, we could. However, it works better for my brain <laughs> in the back of my journal with a pen. And since I do most of the gift shopping on behalf of both of us, he thought, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so this is something that I have done really over the past few years that has really changed the game for me. And that is to Christmas shop all year round, to just collect gifts over the course of the year. I think there's a bit of a misconception that perhaps that makes the gift less authentic, that makes the gift giving experience less authentic somehow. But I think it's just the opposite because we could save all, you know, gift buying for the last month of the year or even the last three months of the year. But then I feel like it's much easier to get into that just checking people off of a list mindset. Whereas instead, I will just go about my life all year. And if something catches my eye, if I see something or I hear about something or I'm given a targeted ad on Instagram and I think of someone in my life like, oh, that looks like them. Sometimes if it's a situation where it's a, like a now or never, I'll just get it and I'll just save it because I feel like that moment of thinking of them, of being reminded of them is way more um, indicative of a good gift than the proximity to its gifting date. Does that make sense? Or uh, an addendum here, if it's something that you could maybe sit on, think about it, I will just add it to the list, the list of uh, gift ideas. This also works for birthdays too. If someone's birthday comes before Christmas, they might just get it as a birthday gift. Now, something that has changed over the past year, I'd say, is if I come across a specific item, not just like a, a general sort of idea, I will find that specific item on Amazon and I have a private list on Amazon of Christmas shopping ideas. And because it is so specific to an individual, I don't have to label it or anything. I know like, oh, that's clearly an idea for so-and-so. And even if I don't purchase it from Amazon, because I love to, you know, find a deal wherever, whenever, at least um, I know like the actual item or um, the exact book number, whatever it is. And then finally, uh, this is the last thing that has really um, helped me and my family in the past couple of years. And that is the app Gifster. And I'm sure there's other apps that are similar, but actually it was my sister Sarah who I think got us all on this app. And I was resistant at first, but it has really worked. And what it is, is basically everyone in your family, uh, you can invite however many, makes basically an ongoing wish list. And then everyone else can view that list and can uh, work from it. It doesn't imply these are the only things that I can ever give this person. Not at all. But if you're looking for ideas, you can look at the list and say, okay, they're in need of this, this, and this. And then 
you can mark that item as, oh, okay, I think I'm going to buy that. Or I have bought that. And everyone else in the family can see what's been purchased from the list, except for that person who all of this is for. And it also works for birthdays. The They'll even send me emails and say, hey, your dad's birthday is in two weeks, which is very helpful. And at first I was thinking like, this is crazy. I feel like I am five years old once again, writing my wish list for, well, it wasn't Santa for me, but it was, you know, that sort of thing. But actually for some of the people in my life, it works a lot well. It like, it works much better than just sort of asking, Hey, what do you want for your birthday? Because they don't know. And then you as an individual, if you think of something, oh, I'm going to add that to my gifter list because I thought of it at this moment. But of course, I don't always buy from that. If I see something, like I've said, if I already have found something, no sweat, no pressure. It's just a very nice way to sort of um, be more on target with what a person is looking for if you have a large group of people or you have a large family as I do. And if you do get something from this gifter list, it's not a surprise. I think that was really the thing that was, you know, I was hung up on. It's not a surprise, but you know they're going to enjoy it. And everyone always finds things that are not on the list because they just thought of that person. So I've been talking around this a lot, but I, I hope you get the um, the gist of what I'm saying. And if that looks like a good fit for your family, check it out. Now, here's one more thing that um, I just want to like address before we get into my new idea that I'm very excited for, which is that this would be the time of year right now in like October when people are sort of getting on the uh, Thanksgiving group chats, you know, to maybe if necessary, reassess the um, greater family gift giving rules. For example, um, if you have... 50 people at Christmas, um, not Christmas day, but like Thanksgiving and big gatherings, you know, what are the rules here with giving gifts? Surely it's not, you know, for every single person. Maybe it's just for the kids. Maybe one family is, uh, one section of the family is assigned another. Josh's family does a white elephant thing, but I think there's not too many children. And then I think everyone gives to the children. So it's nice to be on the same page. And if any clarification is needed, perhaps it's not, this would be the time to just sort of get that conversation rolling so that the pressure is off. Because again, it's not even the main reason we're gathering. It's not even in like the top three reasons we're gathering on Christmas or around Christmas. And there's no reason to stress over it. Uh, now let's talk about my new idea that I'm very excited about implementing this year. The idea is this. I have my list of people. I have a list of gifts for some people. And I thought, okay, between now and Thanksgiving, because after that point, it's full on Christmas, all bets are off. The idea is to sit down maybe once a week, maybe carve out an hour or a half hour and go down the list. Maybe... It, you know, today, it, the day this releases is um, October 6th. So maybe if your day is Thursday, it's October 6th and I have one week and I'm going to focus on this person and this person on my list. And so I found a, a video, a Christmas ambiance and music video 
I'll get that going, make a cup of tea, make it very uh, Christmassy for an isolated block of time, okay? <laughs> because the vibe. I mean, why not make it enjoyable, make it cute? And then I will look at the list, think about this person or people, and just think about them. Think about what they like, think about the last time you saw them, what they're into since last Christmas, what's new, new in their lives or new in their interests, and just sort of brainstorm, like a like a brain dump. And you can write down lots of things, and then maybe those ideas turn into more solid um, gift-giving suggestions. And then, here's the revolutionary part <laughs> for me. Rather than just making a list, go ahead and get those things now, if they are, if it's uh, something you can get now. Because you have one week until your next, you know, brainstorming session, to find them. If you want to try and um, buy local and small shops, I think that's always a great idea. Or if you want to price around, then you have that week to do so. Now, of course, this is not a hard and fast rule because sometimes you're trying to wait for like Black Friday sales or whatever. So at the very least, you can just do the brainstorming and the gift ideas so that you know come Thanksgiving time when all the sales happen, you know exactly what you're looking for. Or if it's something that it's like, well, I, I know where to get that, I know how to get it, or I know how to make that, then just get on it right now. Then you can adjourn your Christmas session, go back to your, you know, pumpkin-y <laughs> vibe, and carry on with your fall. I'm not suggesting that this invade your autumn or that we just skip over it, but I think it would be really fun to just give a like an hour or a half hour if that's all you can you know dedicate to get into the christmas vibe and to plan ahead to buy ahead and i i'm personally excited about this because it's going to be like a fun little project between now and actual christmas time and then when christmas time comes around there's less to do amazing any performers out there you know as a musician I'm always like, this is now time to start practicing Christmas rep. It's well underway. Christmas preparations have to happen in October every year, but it doesn't have to be 24-7. And that's my new idea. So I am going to be doing this this year. If you'd like to try it with me, please do. And then let me know how it went. I will also update uh, whenever the second part of this <laughs> holiday stress uh, series comes out. I'll let you know how it went. And also, as you're thinking about it, I'm just going to um, link in the show notes. Episode 43 from last year was about homemade Christmas gifts. So things that you can make. Okay, so that is the first area that can produce stress, the gift giving. I'm going to put that to the side. And now let's talk about event planning because it gets busy. There's always something going on. and I think that it's very easy to say yes to a million things when you don't know all the things that you already have. And this can include Thanksgiving and all of that sort of holiday time. So I think the most important thing that we can all do, maybe in the next week, is to put all of your events that you already know are going to happen into your calendar, whether you you know, you're a bullet journal person or uh, I have a shared uh, Google calendar with Josh, just put it in there now. This can include um, 
programs, special Christmas concerts, any anything related to your kids or your family, um, work events, work parties, all of the things that may already have a date. You can see it on, you know, uh, a year calendar. Just put it into your own calendar. Get that out of the way. Of course, some things perhaps haven't been released. I know I'm probably, there's going to be a couple different work parties in my future, and I don't know if they've even been planned yet, but that's okay. Just put in what you do have. Then, this is where the, again, the group chats can can awaken. <laughs> because there are always special traditions that we have with our family or with our friends or with a specific group of people that usually around the holidays we like to celebrate. Maybe it's, you know, looking for a Christmas tree or decorating the tree, or you always go to a particular place. Get those conversations going. And if anyone is like, it's October, why do we have to think about this now? Just say, you know, I love you, you know, and you love me, please help me out. <laughs> Personally, I have a couple of uh, get-togethers with friends that we like to do annually, and I'm going to get those conversations going right now. <laughs> also, if you have a November or December birthday, this is really big too. Now, the point in all of this is to get your social interactions in a visual calendar so you can see what is ahead of you to the best of your ability because obviously things come up and that's awesome. Those are sometimes some of the best, you know, Christmas memories, but I would encourage me, encourage all of us, take a look at your calendar and see if there's a consistent day or evening where nothing falls. And if not, pick one night each week, it can be a different night, to do nothing. To be at home, to just make dinner, to have a quiet night. A silent night, in fact. And prioritize this day so that if things come up later and, oh, are you free on this day, you can treat it just as if it's a faculty Christmas party. You say, no, I'm not available on that day. I have something. And what you have on your calendar is watching a Christmas movie in your socks, which is very important and is going to um, really help you enjoy the rest of the busyness. If you are lower energy and very introverted and you say, I'm going to go two nights a week, you know, whatever you need to do. Or if you say, there's no way I can possibly do that, then set a couple of hours, an afternoon or a morning just to take it slow and make it a regular, you know, a Christmas tradition in and of itself, but just for you or just for those in your home. And treat it with the same amount of importance because I remember two years ago in 2020, it was the quietest Christmas season of my memory. And while I did miss some of the the gigs that I would get to sing or the places that I could go, it was kind of nice having a lot of time to just enjoy the season quietly. So the idea is to have the best of both worlds, essentially. Enjoy the social events and the going out, but also plan time to enjoy the quiet. So with all of that in mind, I, um, I hope that this makes your Christmas season less stressful 
more enjoyable, but also we're building the anticipation of it even from now. There's so much joy in anticipation. And I hope that these ideas, these little ways are exciting and joy-filled and help to alleviate stress. And of course, we're not skipping over autumn. October is a fantastic month, and I'll be back on that autumnal content next week. But I hope that this is encouraging and refreshing, and I'm really excited to see how this season, how the next three months really play out. So go ahead and uh, finish up your tea, and I'll be right back with this week's little joy. This week's little joy is something that brings me joy every year, (laughs) and I'm sure brings so many people joy, and that is The Great British Baking Show. What a beloved international treasure. I was one of those Americans who only discovered Bake Off in quarantine times, and I binged so many seasons. (laughs) And then, uh, since then, have been waiting, like most people, for the new season, which is on Netflix if you're in the States and otherwise. I do believe it airs earlier in the UK by like a couple of days. But I've been watching it with my sister and uh, with my mom. And oh, it's just so, it's so creative and it's uplifting and. Everybody knows. If you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, please do yourself a favor. It is so delightful. You make a cup of tea. Maybe you have a little tea biscuit or something. And just enjoy. I realize that uh, I've just given two little joys in a row that are TV shows. But hey, there's some good TV right now. (laughs) And it really has been um, so enjoyable. I didn't realize that it had started. I think it started when I was in Canada and I came back and there were like two or three episodes already released. And I was like, oh, we we have to get on that now. So now I'm caught up. And finally, I have for you, I teased at it earlier, um, an ambiance video of like music and Christmassy sounds so that when you do have your little sit down time of planning Christmassy things, it is called, get this, um... Cozy Christmas coffee shop ambiance with smooth jazz Christmas music, crackling fire, and cafe sounds. Um, Don't worry, it's not actually smooth jazz. Um, It's just jazz. And it's nice. I listen to many, and this is my favorite one so far. So you just put that on in the background. You get into your Christmas vibe. And I like it because it's not, uh, it's all instrumental music so that it's not too in your face And it doesn't um, impede me from focusing because if there's words, sometimes I can't really focus. So I've left a link to that in the show notes. It's on YouTube and it is eight hours long. So it should last you from now till Thanksgiving. Before I go, I do also just want to mention that uh, this Friday, which is October 7th, will be the first Friday of the month, which means the Life on the Brink free monthly newsletter is about to come out and it is filled with not only uh, recaps of every episode so you make sure you haven't missed anything but also lots of extra little joys because believe it or not there's more than one joyful thing (laughs) 
uh, per week and just really cool things that I found. There will be some uh, sneak peeks into what's coming up next in the next month of the blog and the podcast and just has lots of fun stuff. So if you're interested, it is free. If you just go to the website of lifeonthebrink.live, at the bottom of every page, there's a little banner and it'll say, want more inspiration? Question mark. I think it's on the left side of that banner. And you can just put your email address and it will show up in your inbox on the first Friday of every month, which is this Friday. But if you're not listening to this in October, it still applies. <laughs> All right. Well, this was so fun for me to get into this sort of holiday spirit. I hope that it's fun for you to just brainstorm and think about these things. And I wish you a very sweet and safe October. Have a great week, my friends. Enjoy the transition of the season. And I will be back next week with a new episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Life on the Brink. If you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to leave a star rating or even better, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For podcast show notes and extra inspirational posts throughout the week, head to the blog at lifeonthebrink.live. And if you'd like a little extra dose of inspiration in your life, sign up for the monthly newsletter, which lights up your inbox the first Friday of each month. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, friends, you have a lovely week. Bye.